Good evening. Welcome to another podcast episode of Daily Mind. Again, it's me, same guy that's been doing this for the past 60-something plus episodes, doing it solo once again. Um, How's everyone doing tonight? I finally got back um, from spending a few days in New York and took a 14-hour drive all the way back. Remember, I did an episode on the art of driving because I love driving so much. Yes, I do love driving very much. Um Really good trip. I'm telling you, you learn quite a bit about people in different states and the way they drive. For example, Virginia has this weird obsession with driving alongside of trucks and RVs that have usually another vehicle hooked up, like hitched to the back of it. I don't play that. I'm driving, speeding past these things. It's almost like people out there in Virginia were so afraid to drive past a truck or an RV with a, another vehicle trailing attached to it. It's, it's like, I, you don't understand how many little bunches I, of little traffic jams I got into with people just being afraid to pass a truck. Listen, I ain't playing that. Then by the time I got to uh, back here to Tennessee, ran into a ridiculous amount of thunderstorms. I'll be honest, even I was a little sketched out driving, especially on that I-24 for those, uh, you know, my Clarksville listeners definitely know about Interstate 24. I don't play that shit. I, I, I really don't. And I drive in everything. But you know what? I got back safely um, back here with my wife. And now I got the day off. I've been sitting here fighting, getting my internet cut back on. It got cut off due to these thunderstorms again. Um, had to fight, get that cut back on, and finally got it cut on. All right. So, hey, listen. Um, it is Tuesday. I didn't do an episode yesterday because of my trip down here. And usually Mondays, you already know what day it is. It's uh, news out of a hat um, where I go find some news stories and critique about it, give my little two cents into it. And I, and for what I've seen, it's already January 3rd. And all the news I've been hearing so far in the past three days have all been negative. I'm telling you right now, I am going to try to stay optimistic. But I'm going to be real with you. Uh, 2023 is going to be a really sketchy, sketched year. I don't know why. But like I said before... Coming into this new year, I didn't feel anything positive about it, but I'm going to stay optimistic, right? And by the way, the optimism with me right now is not a um, it's not a New Year's resolution. You already know my stance on it, so we'll just keep that moving. All right, so I'm going to find you guys some news stories, um, some new ar- news articles. On, well, the number, well, the one I've been hearing the most about is the teen. Um, you guys must have heard about this in Times Square. Um, prior to the ball dropping, about a few blocks away from where the festivities was taking place, some 19-year-old teenager was trying to hack up some cops with a machete in the middle of Midtown Manhattan. Mind you, what makes this even weird is that this kid is all the way came all the way from Maine. And I think they're going to throw some terrorism charges on him because I don't know if they might have found the manifesto because, you know, these things are always somewhat politically motivated, right, in some way, shape, or form. But when you look at a picture of this kid, your first the first thought that comes to mind is that no way in hell. This kid... Looks like a preppy kid, well, well kept, well groomed. I'm pretty sure he had a loving family. I don't know his whole backstory, but people have been saying like his father passed away, or somebody in his family passed away. Who knows? That might have like triggered some things, right? I'm pretty sure. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it, it's crazy. It, it is absolutely nuts. What goes on? You just never know. I never go to Times Square, and I'm from New York. I'm gonna tell you right now, native New Yorkers do not go to Times Square for the ball. I guarantee that we, we don't, we don't, we just watch it on TV and then we go ahead and we watch the honeymooners right after that. That's a, the little marathon that comes on. We do not go to the ball. That's for the tourists. Let the tourists have it. 
Um, yeah. So, all right, let's go find some other articles. That was definitely one of them. Um, so, yeah, uh, this is a disturbing picture. I tell you, you, be, you, you find some shit on uh, Facebook that is very questionable. All right, so <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see what else we got in the news. Because mm, there's quite a few random ass stories. Um, of course, you guys are tracking what happened with um, Damar Hamlin, that play between the Bills, the Buffalo Bills game that was on everybody's, uh, you know, talking about, you know, he got caught up in the play and he just dropped and collapsed, right? Just like that in the middle of the game and out of respect, they postponed the game. They're like, listen, man, we're not going to have the heart to keep playing this game. This dude is injured. It will be, and it will be insensitive. Right, if they kept playing the game, and this dude who is potentially under some life-threatening conditions, and they continue to play the game, so um, there hasn't been an update on exactly what how his status, his condition is going. Um, but for what it sounds like right now, he is not breathing. He he's not breathing on his own. He's on a machine apparently. It's crazy. You're young, but these football players, man, they they over they overtrain some of these. You know. You'd be surprised. Like, listen, it's not always about – see, people have this misconception that people who are overweight, obese, or unhealthy, or they're going to have unhealthy hearts or prone to heart attacks. It could be anyone. Anybody even as fit as this dude is prone to things like this. These things just happen, right? You don't have to be overweight to get a heart attack. I need to make that clear. You don't have to be overweight to be diabetic. That 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 misconception needs to stop, period, because I'm telling you right now – even the most fit of people can sit here and drop just like he did in the middle of a football game, just like that. But um, hopefully he, he gets it together. Hopefully he, he gets out of this. I mean, everybody's praying, hoping, right? And only you can hope for the best, but you know, you just got to be careful out there. And sometimes you just never know, right? You just never know. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see what else we got here. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of things, I'm sure. Um, let's see what else we got. We got, we got, we got. Give me a second. I'm just kind of looking through this. Uh, give me some news. Give me some news, people. All right. So as I'm scrolling through this, right? Um, yeah, I, I tell you, I don't know. Uh, no, I don't want to hear about that. All right. Let's, let's go to some major news outlets, right? See what, see what's being reported out there. Because uh, if you know right now, the biggest news out there is the weather. The, we're getting these back-to-back storms. I feel like this year is probably El Nino because the way these storms are coming in in such ferocity, it's, uh, you know, it's it's almost mind-blowing, you know. And then, um, oh, here's one. Um, this one kind of caught me off guard too. Jeremy Renner, right? Um, if, if you guys aren't tracking, you know, the dude that plays Hawkeye, right, from the Marvel movies. Um, he got into a snow plowing accident, was in critical condition, right? He's requiring a surgery. Um, the article, uh, it says, Jeremy Renner shares first photo since snow plowing accident. Um, Hawkeye star Jeremy Renner thanked well-wishers for their, quote, kind words in his first post to social media since his New Year's Day snow plowing accident. In a short post to Instagram where he shared a selfie reflecting some facial bruising, Renner wrote, quote, thank you all for your kind words. I'm too messed up now to type, but I'm sending love to you all. So earlier on Tuesday, um, his publicist provided more details on the accident that put him in the hospital, saying the active was near his Nevada home, clearing driveways prior to the incident. 
So he was moving snow from his driveway on Sunday so that his family members could depart his residence after they celebrated the holidays together. Um, his representative added members of um, the family were with him when the accident occurred. So what happened was, it says here, <clears throat> that Renner was run over by his own snowcat. Snowcat is the machine or device that to remove snow. After the machinery started to roll away when he was not in the driver's seat, he was injured during an attempt to get back into the snowcat. Um, and what he apparently they say he wasn't intoxicated it was just a very unfortunate accident where he uh, is re getting receiving surgery from blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries. Yeah, so two surgeries and he's still in the process of recovery. He's going to be fine. I mean, he's just going to have to rest a little while. Listen, whether you're using a snow machine of some sort or a regular snow plow, you have to be very careful out there, especially shoveling snow. Um, especially the elderly. If you see anybody who's also elderly shoveling snow, um, just try to help them out because believe it or not, um, a lot of heart attacks do happen from people who are manually shoveling snow, particularly the elderly. This happens quite a bit, quite a bit every winter. Um, just help somebody out and just be careful out there. The weather is wreaking havoc all across the country. And, um, yeah, it's just just a lot, a lot of crazy stuff. And we're only on January 3rd, people. January 3rd. All right, so there's another article. Um, if you guys haven't followed from last year, the guy who went on a terrorist rampage in the subway station and throwing smoke bombs and shooting up passengers, he pleaded guilty to terrorism charges. Let's get into it. It says, the man who opened fire on a crowded New York City subway train last, uh, last April and wounding 10 people pleaded guilty in federal court Tuesday to terrorism charges, admitting his intention, quote, was to cause seriously serious bodily injury to the people on the train. After initially pleading not guilty last May, Frank James, 63 years old, on Tuesday admitted to 10 counts, one for each gunshot victim of committing a terrorist attack and other violence against a mass transportation system and vehicle carrying passengers and employees. He also pleaded guilty to one count of discharging a firearm during a crime of violence. So yeah, this dude dressed up or impersonated an MTA worker and bought some firearms on the train and some smoke bombs and just went off. Now, a lot of the stations, if not all the stations in the New York City subway system have cameras. But for some reason, on that particular day, the cameras weren't working, right? Now, we can call this a sheer coincidence, or maybe that's something he knew. Now, he was not a transit worker, right? Um, he he dressed up as a transit worker or a construction worker, right? Some sort of work. And we don't know prior if he had prior knowledge to the cameras or just New York City subway system is not keeping up with their cameras. But um, that incident, I remember when it happened, it was just crazy bananas. And people were already throwing stereotypical accusations and stuff. And yes, the word terrorism was thrown. I believe if it's some sort of political motivation, it is terrorism. And it could have been so much worse that day. Nobody died. Of course, people were injured, stunned, um, just sh shocked at the, at the craziness of it all. But yeah, he's probably going to be going away for a very, very long time, right? I mean, Listen, New York City subway is not exactly the most secure subway system in the world to travel. I'll be honest with you. There ain't no metal detectors and stuff. You just go on the train as such. We go, we take the subway for granted. But, you know, we also don't really pay attention. And it don't really help that there's cell... Well, I mean, the cell service, Wi-Fi service underground is a two-way street. It helps, but it also don't help because people are too distracted on their phones and not watching their surroundings. So just watch out what's happening around you because, I mean... 
Yeah, just you never know. It, 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 these things can happen any time. Um, let's see. Oh, this is a very interesting story. Um, Missouri, <clears throat> this is according to CNN, is scheduled to carry out first U.S. execution of an openly transgender person. This is interesting. I've never heard such a thing, but let's get into it. Uh, Missouri on Tuesday is scheduled to execute Amber McLaughlin, a transgender woman convicted of a 2003 murder who unsuccessfully sought clemency from the governor in part because the jury at her trial did not vote for a death sentence. If carried out, McLaughlin's execution, the first in the U.S. this year, would be an unusual. Uh, executions of women in the United States are already rare with just 17 put to death since 1976. When the U.S. Supreme Court reinstated the death penalty after a brief suspension, according to the Death Penalty Information Center. But McLaughlin would also be the first openly transgender person executed in the United States, the nonprofit organization said. So, as you can see, they, they are respecting her pronoun. She's a female, right? So, that's what makes this odd or unique is because she, since she's considered a female, they haven't had a female execution in so long. So this, I mean, it'd be different if she still identified as a male, right? But it's not very often you find or hear about female inmates being executed, right? Most times it's, you just hear it's men, but you never really hear females. So that, that is a really interesting take, right? You know? So let's see what else we got. Uh, what else? What else crazy story we got here? Wow, this is an odd one. I'm just coming up across these odd stories, right? And then I'd like to try to find stories that you don't hear in the major news. Like, you don't hear, like, the breaking news or the top news stories. Always the little dumb shit that happens around, right? So Twitter, right? <laughs> um, Twitter sued by landlord for allegedly failing to pay rent. A commercial landlord is suing Twitter for breach of contract after the company allegedly failed to pay rent for one of its offices in San Francisco. The lawsuit concerns Twitter's office space at 650 California Street, not its main headquarters on Market Street. But it comes after media reports last month said Twitter's new owner, Elon Musk, had stopped paying rent on Twitter's office space globally, including for its headquarters, and had told employees not to pay company vendors. In an apparent effort to cut costs, Musk acquired Twitter for $44 billion, including a substantial amount of debt financing. I'm going to tell you right now, I think Elon Musk is a very smart man, very intelligent, but I think him buying Twitter was the dumbest thing he possibly could have ever done. Now, don't get me wrong. People just don't, people like him just don't do this shit just because. Just there's all, there's a back end to this somehow. I mean, he's risk, he risks and spend $44 billion on this. You know he's going to get something out of it even when he leaves, right? But it just seemed like as soon as he, purchased Twitter, like, like this man was seen as the Tony Stark of our time. But as soon as he bought Twitter, right, that's that's where things just kind of went south. So <laughs> come on, Elon, pay your damn rent. <laughs> You're worth this much money, pay your rent. I mean, come on, look, our everyday Joes would have been kicked out our house or whatever, or our apartments if we don't pay rent. Come on, man, pay the rent, pay, pay the damn landlord, right? Let's Let's be real. Um, let's see. <laughs> All right, what what else we got here? Um Let me see. Oh, okay, here's another story. Now, this also happened in North Carolina, not too far from Fort Bragg. You know, people are this is slowly becoming a thing where you got people going around vandalizing substations, power substations, right? One this happened about last month in uh North Carolina town, um near Fort Bragg. 
where somebody shot up a power station and cut power off for about a week to mostly those who were soldiers in the area. Well, it happened again in Washington state and two people were actually charged for this. Um, the headline, two charged with attacks on four power stations in Washington state. All right. It says two men were arrested on New Year's Eve for allegedly shutting down four Washington state power substations in late December that led to power outages for thousands across Pierce County. Matthew Greenwood and Jeremy Crayon have been charged with conspiracy to damage energy facilities and Greenwood faces a separate charge of possessing illegal short barrel rifles. So according to court documents, both of the guys plotted to knock out power from four substations. While power was out in the first two facilities, the pair broke into a local business to steal from the cash register. Greenwood allegedly told investigators after his arrest. So let's just hope this doesn't become a thing of this sort of act of terrorism of sorts, because that's what it is, right? And, you know, people going around destroying substations. That That's a pretty big deal. I mean... I feel like this, I'm, I'm hoping that this doesn't become a, a thing, right? Because we can't all watch the substations, not enough people, but there's a lot of substations and with a lot of substations, a lot of power customers and you destroy a power substation, especially with the weather, the way it is in the wintertime, that's going to be a problem, right? So I, I really hope that this is just a sporadic thing. This is not a copycat thing where people are now going around because I'll be honest, you could drive past any substation. There's no one guarding a substation. So it's too easy for somebody to go in and vandalize it. So just just be vigilant. Again, just watch what's going on around you. You know, just just watch what's going on. All right, let's see what else news we got here. Uh, so yeah, they finally now got the suspect to the four people that were killed um, back over in Idaho. This was a really, really big um, news story for weeks now. They finally caught this dude. Um, Somewhere out in Pennsylvania, this dude bounced. Um, so, yeah, this was published today from Fox News. It says, Idaho murders. PA police said force was used when search warrant for ex was executed at Koberger's home. That's the guy, right? Um, so in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, it's a little area I'm familiar with, uh, law enforcement officials broke windows and doors when executing an overnight search warrant and the arrest of Idaho quadruple murder suspect Brian Koberger, um, the police said on Tuesday. Uh, Pennsylvania State Police Major Christopher Paris said during an afternoon press conference that force was used to gain access to Koberger's home during the early morning hours of December 30th in Alberts, um, Albrightsville, Pennsylvania. He quoted on saying, uh, there were multiple windows that were broken, I believe, to gain access as well as multiple doors, Paris said during the press conference Tuesday afternoon adding that Brian Koberger's parents were home at the time. Paris also said that preparations for the search warrant's execution began on the evening of December 29th. It added that around 50, quote, tactical assets were on screen. I mean, it was on the scene. Yeah, they, they, this, there was a, a nationwide manhunt for this because nobody could quite understand these four young, young people that were murdered and why, right? They had to catch somebody, especially since the story caught national attention somebody had to fit this and they, and they found the guy i guess he was in hiding right and yeah we'll see what happens i'm pretty sure they might even throw capital murder charges on this dude i mean again we'll see remember with gabby petito right that story um where she where she died and you know the boyfriend killed himself right but at least this time around and that story caught national news um headlines but at least now they got someone 
and to fit this. Like somebody, they got a suspect now. And I think they might, I feel like they got their guy. Uh, yeah, I feel like they got their guy. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, what other news? Let's go back to my timeline, see what else I could come up with. I got like 10 minutes. Again, I'm going to start, I'm thinking about making these episodes a little bit longer with pre-recordings um, so that, because um, Anchor only allows me 30 minutes on the fly. But if I do a pre-recording, um, I can get more time. I think that's what I might look into, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, what else we got here? We got about 10 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so here's another, here's a weird article, right? Um, so a stolen car falls onto a New Jersey home in North Caldwell on New Year's Day. You know, the craziest things have been happening this past New Year's Day. That's what makes me really skeptical about this year. Um, this happened in Jersey, North Caldwell to be exact. Um, some New Jersey residents woke up to a dramatic scene New Year's Day after a stolen car went airborne and smashed into a house. North Caldwell police just, uh, they got a call just after midnight on Monday that a stolen car drove over an embankment on Hilltop Drive and fell 21 feet landing in a house below. Quote, we thought we heard garage doors banging loud, neighbor Jackie Men uh, Mencica said. Before the dramatic fall, the driver was parked on the embankment and approached by two Verona officers. That's when the driver attempted to go around the officers and lost control. Authorities said the driver managed to escape the crumbled vehicle and tried to flee the scene. Um, <laughs> and the neighbors described the dramatic chase by saying police screaming. Um, she said that they were kids screaming. They were telling anybody to get inside. I saw them running and the cops arresting somebody. Um, and the female passenger had to be rescued. Let me tell you something. If I hear a car crashing into a house, it ain't going to sound like no banging fucking uh, garage doors. Trust me, I'm pretty sure that sounded a lot louder than that. But I can't imagine starting a new year where a stolen car just flies into my house. Look, it's bad enough I live near an airport. I got to worry about planes flying into my house sometimes. Like, <laughs> you'd be surprised. You know what I mean? So, I mean, eh, luckily nobody got killed in the house, right? But, I mean, that's got to be something crazy to start your new year. You know what I mean? You imagine that happening at the stroke of midnight. Three, two, one, happy. <laughs> And there's a fucking car just flies into your house. It'd be worse if it's like a Kia Soul or something flying into your house. Either way, it's still bad. All right, so we've got a couple of minutes to see what else we got here. Uh, let me tell you, this is this place. Um, the movie Avatar. I don't know what the hell is the big deal about this movie. I really don't. I don't know. But apparently the Avatar 2 reaches $1.4 billion worldwide, becoming the 14th biggest movie in history. I didn't even know what the hell was the big deal about the first one. People compared it to like Cowboys and Indians or Pocahontas. I don't fucking know. I don't see what's so good about this movie. I'm not even going to watch it to find out. I just I, I just don't see the big deal. And the fact that it took over 10 years for this sequel to come alive. But at least the 10 years, I guess, for some people were worth it because, well, it, look how much money it made. But look, I don't give a shit about that movie. I don't even know what the big deal is about the movie. I'll just leave it at that. All right. Well, congratulations to James Cameron, even though I don't care. All right. So uh, let's see. What else we got here? We got a few minutes, right? <laughs> Nuts. Uh, let's see. Come on, give me, give me a nice little article. Hmm, no, that's not interesting enough. Uh, let's see what else. Come on, give me something. Yeah, I. Hmm, I tell you, I don't know, man. I, I feel like this year is going to be a trip. It's going to be a trip. It's going to be a trip. All right, let's see. What else we got here? What the fuck is that? I tell you, some of the things I find on my timeline is something to be scared of. All right. Uh, 
Come on, give me something. There you go. Got a few more minutes. I'm just trying to find another article. Yeah, I'm trying to keep the voice going so you just don't hear nothing but quietness, right? Let's see. Give me a second. Guys, it's got to be something. Well, in the meanwhile, while I'm looking for another article to kind of look into, um, I hope everybody's week is going well so far. I go back to work in a couple of days. Boo-hoo, tears. I'm not looking forward to that. But, you know, I got to do what I got to do. Got to keep the lights on and stuff like that, right? So we'll see, we'll see how this works. I mean, again, I'm not looking forward to it. It's going to be the same. I feel like it's going to be the same nonsense. Nothing's going to change, right? It's going to be the same old shit like it was in 2022. Right. I mean, we all got to have expectations, but sometimes, sometimes. All right. So here's an, here's an article I came across some. See, it took a little bit of me just jabbering to find something right for my Brooklyn people. Um, New York officially solicits bids for a full fledged casino with license fee set at five hundred million dollars. So in case you're not tracking for those who are listening from New York, they want to build a casino in Coney Island. Why fuck up Coney Island? Why why put that there? You know what I mean? Let let it, leave it alone. Everything doesn't have to be a casino. It seems like now that we can build casinos within the city limits because we got one in Queens by the Aqueduct Racetrack. Everybody wants to build casinos. Even Jay-Z is looking into building a casino in Midtown Manhattan. Can you imagine that? I get it. The state wants to raise more money. But come on now. At the integrity of Coney Island? No, come on. So it says here, New York's bid to award up to three licenses for full-fledged casinos advanced on Tuesday after officials unanimously voted to formally solicit applications with an asking price of $500 million for each license. The State Gaming Facility Location Board voted to open up the application process for a full-fledged casino, which would allow live table games and create more tax revenue for the state. The board will review each application and consider several factors, including how many jobs, a prospective operator plans to create, how much revenue a casino expects to bring in, and a commitment to contract uh, with minority and women-owned businesses. Jobs generated by casinos must also pay a living wage. So you know shit in that place is going to be kind of expensive. But nonetheless, I don't think Coney Island is the right spot for a casino. The place is already congested. Can you imagine the traffic to drive to Coney Island? That Belt Parkway is about to be fucked up. <laughs> Can you imagine... Being stuck on a Belt Parkway just to go to a casino. Again, we there's a there's a Foxwoods, I think it's a Foxwoods uh, casino right over by the Aqueduct Racetrack. There's one in Yonkers. There's uh, there's other ones you can go to, but I get it. Some people don't want to travel very far. And, you know, and think about it. I guess you all you have to do is take a subway to get there. You don't really have to drive. Same thing with the Aqueduct one. But, I mean, come on. Leave Coney Island alone. All right? Look, it's bad enough if you look at Brooklyn. Or New York City in general, all these high-rise condos and shit are coming up. It's just, it looks crazy. Downtown Brooklyn looks like a mini Manhattan. Long Island City looks like a mini Manhattan. It just just leave shit alone. I miss the old New York, man. I, I honestly miss the 90s New York. But, you know, things change and you gotta you gotta you gotta change with it, unfortunately. It's just what it is. All right, I think I got time for maybe one more story. One more crazy ass story. And then I'm going to be done from there. I got about three minutes, so maybe I can keep scrolling to find something that is. Uh, no, that's kind of a cute story, but no. Uh, let's see what else we got here. It's got to be something else. Hmm. Come on, come on, give me something. Give me something. Oh, there's a Florida story. I'll throw this one in real quick for the sake of time. Florida mom. Any story with Florida. You know it's going to be fucked up. I'm sorry. Florida mom, four kids until accused of shooting victim from car. Fucking Florida. 
<laughs> Deputies arrested a woman in Florida's panhandle on New Year's Day after accusing her of shooting someone from her sedan with her four children inside. You can't get no more Florida than that. According to the Walton County Sheriff's Office, a witness told deputies that Sierra Croteau, 32 of Ponce de Leon, God, what? That's that's a family last name that I have, Ponce de Leon. This, at this town, at this particular town, first tried to run him, uh, first tried to run him and the victim off the road. Then Croteau, her, and her white Nissan approached their vehicle and fired a single shot at their truck, hitting the victim's upper left arm, officials said. Okay, look, real quick. Road rage is, like, it's, in the U.S. is fucking serious. Like, especially in the South, you don't know who has guns. You really don't know. Sometimes, some things you just need to let go. I tell my wife that all the time. She gets more heated than I do on the road. I'm like, hun, just leave that shit alone. You don't got no gun in this car. You can pop all the shit you want if you got a gun in the car. If you don't, just keep it moving. It's not that crazy. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, the woman got arrested. Uh, she she got arrested on charges of uh, aggravated battery, discharging a firearm from a vehicle, and four counts of child neglect. Yeah, because she put the kids in harm, right? This is a new year, man. There are certain things that ain't worth getting cooked over, all right? And don't put your children at risk. That's just really, really reckless. Shout out to Florida. I mean, you guys are keeping it classy even into the new year, to the new millennium, everything. You guys are just going to keep fucking up. <laughs> I don't know. Just be careful. Drive safely. Don't, don't don't get too heated. Somebody cut you off, as long as you're not off the road, you didn't get hit, whatever. All right. So, hey, thanks for uh, taking the time to listen to another podcast of The Daily Mind. Um, I'll do it again tomorrow. Um, January is going to look kind of sporadic. I'll try to do as many days as I possibly can consecutively, but you know, it doesn't always work out that way. Work, 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 work. All right. So, Hey, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your evening and we'll do it again tomorrow. Ciao.